0: Well, the hater's gonna hate, 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 hate. And the faker's gonna fake, 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 baby. I'm just gonna make, 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 make. Making luck, making luck. A Dominion podcast! Hi. Uh, It's about 100 days after bone marrow transplant. Still alive. That's pretty good. Um, This is an episode of Making Luck. A Dominion podcast, kind of. Uh, so, So here's what happened. Uh... Since you last heard from me, uh, well, my life has been pretty miserable, but um, they tell me I don't have cancer anymore, so that's, that's pretty neato. Um, Got to work on that whole part where they completely nuked my immune system, but we're getting there. Anyway, uh, what is this episode? So um, this is actually an episode of a different podcast, technically. Uh, the podcast is called Cult of the Clock Tower. Uh, it's a podcast that uh, releases an episode uh, just about every two weeks, and it's about a, a tabletop game called Blood on the Clock Tower. Um, I'm not going to go into the depths of explaining that game, but there will be a link in the show notes to that podcast, this episode on that podcast. Um, go check it out, obviously. Please do that. Um, if you're interested in like tabletop games with like a social deduction, bluffing kind of thing. Um For April Fools, though, they do episodes where um, they just kind of talk about a different game. And for 2021, their April Fools episode was sort of a crossover episode with Making Luck. So I joined the host of that podcast, and um, we talked about Mastermind, the Dominion card. But Mastermind is also one of the things in that game. So it's a crossover episode, but the episode is basically about Dominion. Uh, So this is uh, an episode of the Dominion podcast with kind of a guest host uh he he does play a good amount of dominion which is why he reached out and and wanted to do this um and yeah maybe there'll be more episodes of this coming up but um the baby's not really sleeping through the night consistently so even though I'm sort of a functional adult now we still have a <laughs> we still have a little bit to do before I can get back to like actually living life it's uh it's a really fun time Come talk about it on the the Discord or whatever. I don't know. Uh, Yeah. Enjoy the episode.
1: Welcome to the Cult of Dominion. I am Andrew Nathanson. Every other week, a special guest and I have an in-depth discussion about a card from the game Dominion. Today's card is the Mastermind, a five-cost action duration from the Menagerie expansion, whose ability reads. At the start of your next turn, you may play an action card from your hand three times. By the way, before we get into the podcast here, I just wanted to mention to everyone uh, that I have an app that I made on the iOS App Store, so iPhone only. Sorry, Android users. Uh, But it's for point tracking in Dominion. It makes it real convenient to track your points in a lot of different situations in Dominion. When you're playing in the real world, not online. I know online it already tracks points for you. And I also know that there are people who have opinions about whether or not you should be score tracking at all in Dominion. But in any case, that's what I find fun. So I made an app to help track scores in your games of Dominion in real life. Uh, You just like set your phone on the table and everybody can see it and... Yeah, it lets you track the scores and everybody can see it, and it helps you make strategic decisions about when to end the game and things like that. Anyway, just wanted to plug that. It's called Dominion Points. You can find it on the iPhone App Store, and yeah, go check that out. I don't, like, make any money from it or anything. I just want people to use it because it's cool. All right, anyway, on to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Welcome, welcome, welcome. Hello, I am joined, of course, on my... uh, this Dominion podcast that I always do every week, or every other week here, and I'm joined today by a very special guest, and that is Adam Horton. Adam, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing okay. I've been a lot worse, let me tell you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so in case anyone doesn't know, Adam is the host of the Making Luck podcast, which is a podcast all about Dominion, uh, just like this one, of course, is, and... um, (laughs) Uh, yeah, so if you want to check out a really good Dominion podcast where you can get a lot of in-depth discussion about Dominion cards and Dominion strategy and all sorts of stuff, go check out Making Luck. Uh, do you have anything else you want to plug for my, my audience, Adam? <laughs> um,
0: making Luck, uh, well, I mean, obviously there's a podcast. If you go to adamhorton.com, that'll get you to all the places where you can easily find the podcast on common apps and, of course, links to like all my other content. But like, there's a little tab at the top that says podcast, so that that's probably the easiest way to find it.
1: Awesome. Um, so we're talking about Mastermind today. Uh, I'm going to let you uh, kind of guide the discussion for the most part because you are a more experienced Dominion player than I am. Just for my audience who might not know, I've played, I don't know, maybe 200 games or something of Dominion in person. Nice. Uh, you've played quite a bit more than that. I've played I like at least
0: <laughs> 55 games of Dominion, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. Mastermind. This is a... Uh, what is it five dollar do we say dollar in dominion
0: uh (laughs) a lot of people say a lot of different things i say dollar i know it irritates other people so like i'm not gonna stop saying it obviously
1: (laughs) this is a five uh coin cost action duration card from the menagerie expansion it says at the start of your next turn you may play an action card from your hand three times
0: nice so the way you said that is not gonna make anyone mad so oh, I hope very that's good. what you wanted, man.
1: <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I don't know. I haven't decided yet if I'm trying to be, like, edgy or uh, just <laughs> <laughs> do things the normal way. Yeah, I stopped caring what people thought a long time ago, man. <laughs> I, I think you wanted to talk about the art on this card first. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, w-
0: whenever I look at this card, the first thing I notice is the art. And, like, there, there are just a few cards in Dominion that are that way. Uh, obviously, C. Hag comes to mind. And you know, I, think th- I think the art is distracting in much the same way that sea hag is very distracting i mean look at the guy on that art that's the most attractive man i've ever
1: seen in my life i can't stop (laughs) looking at him Um, hmm. I wonder why you would think that. <laughs> uh, look,
0: I mean, you can't kink shame these days. And uh, look, it, it just makes me it makes me pine for the days when I still had hair. And, you know, I had a chance with a guy like that. Oh, man, what a what a <laughs> hunk.
1: <laughs> I I like the snake in the background myself. Uh. <laughs>
0: yeah, that snake is a good boy. Although there have been some complaints about the snake because – Oh, really? Yeah, the way the snake is facing forward, that snake would never be able to to pull up like that off the ground if if the tail was going forward so it could be draped over his shoulder like that. So there's like a real snake anatomy problem with this artwork that has been mm. talked about on the internet, of course.
1: That's a good point. I, I don't know. I could imagine it being like a very long snake somehow propping itself up. It, um, it could
0: be like going like, kind of close to the wall and then coiling around down the hallway and back.
1: Yeah, like we maybe there's like a lamp behind him or something, and the snakes just coiled around that and then sticking up over his shoulder.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of possibilities here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm not gonna judge that snake. I mean, yeah, this, it's not this like is I clearly
1: the most important thing it. about this card. Obviously. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like the snake was kind of just put there to make it fit better in Menagerie, to be honest.
0: <laughs> it is an animal-themed expansion, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do know quite a bit about the notes that were given to the artist for this card, and I know that those notes did not include my name. I also know oh, that the <laughs> artist uh, does not speak English, so I have not <laughs> reached out to talk <laughs> to him about like what he was thinking. And honestly, I don't want to know the answer. <laughs> I'm happy <laughs> thinking whatever I want to think about this art. <laughs>
1: All right, so uh, why don't you introduce what where Mastermind fits into a game of Dominion?
0: Yeah, so um, Mastermind plays a couple of important roles, um, and these roles are—I mean, the important ones that, that are at the start are deck control roles, right? So Mastermind yeah. is a village. Mastermind is draw. So like a village reminder is a card that allows you to play more than one terminal action in a turn, right?
1: Right. And so even though it doesn't explicitly have the name village and it doesn't have the thing that a village you would typically think of having with, like, plus two actions, plus one card, or I guess it doesn't have to have the plus one card, but just, like, having plus two actions, the fact that it lets you play an action card three times is basically, like, plus three actions almost.
0: Right. I mean, if you play a terminal action three times, you've played three terminals in a turn. So, like, it's trivially true, but, like, you know, there's, there's this misconception, like... Well, you know, I I need a non-terminal to get my two actions in my bank, and like that's yeah, it's just not something that's necessary. Like you don't need that. This is just a village because it's there.
1: Right. Yeah. Exactly. It just lets you play more actions on its own. Right. And yeah, but I think I think one big difference with this in the rest of like the Throne Room family um, is that it, it is terminal on the turn you play it, so it's like it's just inherently slower. In some ways, at least like it's you don't get that immediate turn when you draw this in your hand, which, you know, arguably could make it better because maybe you don't have as many actions in every hand. Like,
0: yeah, a lot of orange (laughs) cards are that way. Um, And, you know, there's there's certain benefits and certain disadvantages to that. And we're definitely going to talk about all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other big thing that mastermind is, is the mastermind is draw. And a reminder, a draw is any combination of cards that increases the number of cards you have in your hand without decreasing the number of actions you have remaining. So there's, you know, there's the, the easy example of laboratory plus two cards plus one action. That's, that's easy draw. And then there's like yeah. village plus smithy. I play my village and then I use the extra action to get a bunch of cards and then I still have one action left after I play both of those. Um, a mastermind by itself isn't draw, because um, you need something else in the kingdom with at least plus one card on it. But once you have that, then you you have draw. You can mastermind the thing with plus one card. And now you-, you have, I think, eight cards at the start of your turn. If you just tripled or seven cards. Seven cards. Uh, counting is really hard. <laughs> you have seven cards at the start of your turn and that's more than five, and you still might have actions remaining.
1: Yeah, especially because it doesn't actually take any actions that next turn. It's You're, you're getting the actions from the Mastermind you played last turn. That's
0: right. And so, you know, you have to ca- account for the fact that, well, you had to draw the Mastermind last turn. That's minus one card, but you're still at plus two cards. So you're still at a net positive just with something that gives you plus one card in, in the kingdom, and the plus one card by itself wouldn't be draw. Mastermind makes that into draw. Mm-hmm. Okay, So... Mastermind is on the list of like cards you need at least one of these or else there's no draw in case that's something that you really deeply care about. Now, most of the throne room family is not draw. Throne room family, they're all villages, right? But most of the throne room family isn't draw. Usually they're the village part of the equation. Like, oh, I need a village and then I play my draw card. And usually throne room is the village part of that equation. So, you know, it's part of it but like really the heavy lifter here is the smithy right that's the one drawing Mm -hmm. three cards um but you know there are a few exceptions mastermind obviously and the other one being king's court uh king's court is just something that lets you triple an action from
1: your hand this turn right right that's the obvious comparison for like a lot of things with mastermind yeah
0: and uh i mean king's court's been around for a really long time it's been around since prosperity like that's that was over 10 years ago yeah we're world and and that's okay <laughs> but like it's been a lot it's been around for a long time a lot of people played a lot of games with it and um you know if you've played a game with king's court you have a decent feel of what it's like to play a game with king's court and comparing mastermind to that is is a very uh it's a very quick way to get a very precise feel of like oh well this is a card i've never seen before but i can compare it to this one and i have a good idea of what's going on here
1: so, t- so going back to the idea that, like, King's Court and Mastermind are draw, but the other uh, Throne Rooms are not, that's just because you're saying, like, with a cantrip, uh, where you get one- plus one card, a Throne Room, you're co- that's costing you two cards to draw two cards? Uh, yes.
0: So, like, Throne Room— King's
1: Court and Mastermind is two cards to draw three? Yeah, so yeah, Throne Room plus
0: Cantrip doesn't increase your hand size. So, so that's yeah, that's a, a great example. There is one other exception that, that's coming to mind. Royal Carriage is technically draw. It doesn't really net increase the number of cards you have in your hand, mm. but, like, you can kind of punt a card from the hand you play Royal Carriage and then, like, call it on a future turn, and, like, yeah, you increased it that turn, and that can be useful for some applications, but, like it's not really, it doesn't really work that well. It's, it's very limited applications. And and if you want to have a big hand of cards, Royal carriage isn't going to get you there. Kings court will get you there. Mastermind will get you there. You will have a fistful of cards. You will be very happy with your life. Yeah. (laughs) Even with very minimal support from the rest of the kingdom, even with minimal support that does not really look like draw without Kings court or mastermind around. Right. So, so the other thing is like, I mean, I said, oh, these are deck control village and draw deck control. Well, you know, mastermind it's it's not quite that simple. I mean, you can mastermind anything, right? So if you master mastermind a card with payload components, then yes, mastermind is payload, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean it it's it's just whatever else you have in your deck. I I I think that um there's an argument to be made maybe that mastermind is a better payload card than like King's court. Just because you can get it so much sooner, that it like might actually be viable to use this as like, uh, like mastermind. Well, I mean, not mastermind big money, but like mastermind and like just some other card that like an action card that gives you a little bit of money, because you could, I don't know, like you can if you triple that, you're getting a lot of money, and maybe you can go for provinces a bit sooner and just try to rush down the end of the game for sure. Um, Yeah, rather than building up a big engine.
0: Right. So I, you just said a word that begins with E. I have no idea what that word means but I can tell you that there's a distinction to be made here between game, games that people call <laughs> single-gain games, where there is no way to gain more than one card on your turn versus games otherwise where, yes, I can gain multiple cards on my turn. And, you know, you need some kind of plus-buy or maybe some kind of gainer of some kind uh, to make that happen. In a single-gain game... Uh, I could definitely see something like that happening if there's, like, a witch in the kingdom. I want to play a lot of witches, man, and, and, you know, I can think of a great way to play lots of witches. You play one three times. (laughs) It's great, you know? I certainly would consider putting Mastermind in that deck over, like, witch number two. Once I have a reasonable amount of confidence that I'm going to have something that I'm happy to Mastermind, then, yeah, my $5 buys are going to be spent on Mastermind even though I can only get one province per turn, and then I mastermind whatever I want when I draw it, and and then I'm happy because my turn is amazing, and I probably buy a province. That seems very reasonable. Uh, if you can gain multiple cards on a turn, though, there's there's a difference, because while you could go for single province turns, the thing is, since you're tripling actions, and this is true of King's Court as well, And I think it's also true of Mastermind. Since you're tripling actions, you're going to be able to build your deck up so quickly. So once you're at the turn where you're hitting single province, you have an option. I'm going to get province or I'm going to build more. And if I build more, then how long is it going to take for me to get to two provinces in a turn rather than just one province in a turn? And if the answer to that is, well, I can do it next turn because I can triple everything I put in my deck that I care about. Then, yeah, you probably want to do that <laughs> because at the end of next turn, the guy who went for single province is, you know, had two provinces in their deck. And, and let's say you went, you know, you got two provinces per turn. You got two provinces on the second turn. Now you have the same number of provinces in your deck, but now you have this deck that can do way more stuff. and That's a huge advantage. Right. And that's just the simplest case. You don't have to stop at two. Duchies could be involved. and and Attacks could be involved. You know, there's all sorts of things. Pretty much anything that you really want to do that involves, like, getting more than six points per turn with a province, that's probably going to be very easy to build very quickly and a lot more. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, so you're really looking for ways to just get more cards into your deck, or more than one card at a time.
0: Yeah, and... I I guess, I mean, you can say, like, you want to score more than six points per turn, or you want to get more than one card in your deck at a time, and, you know, you'd have to look at the the kingdom and think about, oh, what does my turn look like? If I put these cards, you're going to be, like, drawing most of your cards with Mastermind if if you have a halfway decent deck and you're thinking about provincing of eight bucks. You know, you can just think, if I put these cards in my deck and I play everything and I draw everything, what can I do? And and you can just do those calculations and and figure out, okay, well, that's where I'm going to be after a turn. And it's usually going to be worth it. It's,
1: it's kind of nice to just, like, have that assurance that, like, oh, yeah, no matter what I do with this card, I'm just going to be drawing everything. Like, I don't even have to work for that part of it. The Mastermind just does that on its own. Drawing your deck <laughs> is
0: really great, let me tell you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it makes it a lot easier to think about what you have to do. It's really intimidating when your
0: opponent draws their deck. So, So I want to do it, you know? <laughs> Yeah. So we've talked about comparing Mastermind to King's Court. And, you know, King's Court lets you triple e action this turn instead of next turn. But King's Court also costs seven, and it yeah. doesn't cost five. King's Court's been around for a while, and, you know, I like King's Court, but I know not everyone out there does like King's Court. Um, and, you know, that, that extends to Mastermind. And obviously they're not even looking at the artwork when they say they don't like mastermind right
1: (laughs) yeah i mean how could you completely (laughs)
0: impossible i know for a fact that is not the case but (laughs) i mean how do you feel about these cards do you like them like what what do you think
1: uh yeah i actually i personally find that they're um pretty fun to play with just in terms of like it's, it's, I like when a game has something that can happen that's like, it's like, oh, okay, let's just derail all of the strategy for this one game. And if you're doing a random kingdom that ha- has these in it, it's like, okay, everyone's strategy is going to be based around it in some way. But that's not like it takes the skill out of the game or anything. The the rest of the skill is how what you do with that power. So it's like, yes, these cards are very powerful and they're like, maybe if you were trying to build like a completely balanced game in terms of like every card is you know, balanced with every other card, then these wouldn't exist. But um, the game is still balanced because everyone, both players have access to the cards, Absolutely. right? So, yes. Yeah. So it's all about playing around them. But at the same time, I can understand people who wouldn't want to be railroaded into one strategy like that. But I mean, also, you know, if we're talking about in some weird theoretical case, every kingdom has some optimal strategy, right? It might yes. be it might be so close to another strategy that it's really hard to tell them apart. But th- in theory, there is one optimal route through every kingdom. So it's not like having these cards changes that fact. It maybe just makes those routes a little more similar.
0: Uh, yeah, so, so I, I agree with everything you said. I have some opinions. You want to hear them?
1: I do want to hear them. <laughs> yeah.
0: Em. Okay, so you've talked about, um, you know, in a King's Court game, some people believe that, oh, there's King's Court in this game. My strategy is going to be based around King's Court. Uh, let's just use King's Court as an example. Sure. So, I mean, if I if I just buy treasure cards and victory cards and throw some King's Courts in there, well, that's obviously bad. You want something to triple, <laughs> right? Uh, and just tripling King's Courts and then nothing, that's, that's still bad. So don't do that. We're really getting the hard-hitting strategy advice here.
1: Yeah, this is <sighs> you wouldn't get this anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> so,
0: so uh, you know, you you want to have some other stuff, and and that's something that I call, and this is a term that I only, no one else uses except me. I, I say that's an interactive card. You need something else to go with it, right? And, and without mm-hmm. something else, without some kind of enabler or, or something like that, then why are you bothering just buy money, right? You'd rather get a gold instead of a king's court because the gold does something and the king's court mm-hmm. triples nothing, right? So So that's interactive. And then there are some other cards out there that are powerful for sure, whatever that means, like Rebuild or Cultist. And I think those cards are not as interactive. What do I mean by that? So like Rebuild, most, if Rebuild's good, then support for Rebuild, other cards in the kingdom you would want to get, along with Rebuild, most of that just looked like stuff that lets you play Rebuild more often. Yeah, Cultist, a lot of the time, uh, Cultist works well with other Cultists and really not with other things. So you just buy more cultists, and you're disincentivized from buying anything else that isn't a treasure, basically, so that you can draw with your cultist and still play it. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't like those. Uh, I think that, um, <laughs> I think they're less interactive. I think those are worse designed cards.
1: It's just they they open up a. More narrow range of strategies, right?
0: Yes, like, and that's that's the way you put it. And and then you said something yeah. right near that that I think is absolutely genius, where you're saying, um, you know, well, Dominion, everyone has access to all the cards. And, you know, that's important because, you know, it's a self-balancing game. I could print any card I want and it would technically be balanced because everyone has access to it. Now,
1: well, there is first player, like potential first player advantage and like whoever gets to a certain card first might be able to make better use of it. But sure. And that's uh,
0: very true. And and also there's fun, which matters quite a lot.
1: <laughs> what people care about fun in their strategy games. <laughs>
0: uh, so I'm speaking from the, you know, from the perspective of someone who's like been part of play testing for the last five expansions and like seen a little bit of what makes Donald X's mind tick. And you know, fun is if something's not fun, it ain't going to be printed. <laughs> So, you know, fun is a requirement, and and I think fun is something, you know, interactive. Powerful cards are fine because they can be balanced, right? Sure, first player advantage matters, but like, they you know, as long as it's interactive, as long as it's not, hey, just do me, don't do any of these other nine cards that you picked out. I'm what you want, just turn your brain off and go for me. As long as it's not something like that, as long as it's not non-interactive, then, you know, I think it's fine. And, and, you know, with King's Court and Mastermind, there's already interaction there. I mean, you can triple King's Courts and Masterminds, but it's really about what you're tripling. it's, It's really about the other cards that you're tripling. I'm tripling a Smithy. I draw my deck. I triple, I don't know, a Woodcutter. And I have tons of money in buys. You know that's mm-hmm. and that feels good. I love big numbers and drawing a bunch of cards and putting rubbing them in my face.
1: It feels so good. <laughs> I, I I do think there's an argument to be made though, and this is more about Kings Court than Mastermind. Yes, which is that like sometimes it takes a lucky turn to hit one of those cards early, and if you do get it early, you could just win the game off of it.
0: Yeah, and 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 so
1: <laughs> and then you have to keep playing the rest of the game though, and I think that's. M- that's more of a thing for Kings Court because hitting seven is a lot more. It takes a lot more setup than hitting five.
0: That is very, very true, and and I think that, um, you know, if Kings Court was printed today, I think Donald would just cost it less for that reason.
1: Ooh, interesting.
0: Even if it would like make the card less powerful uh, or more powerful, even if it would make the card more powerful, I, I still think he would just be like, "Well, that doesn't matter because games are more fun with it." So like
1: yeah, hmm.
0: that's that's better for the game. I'm gonna print that card. I, I know prosperity had this thing like oh seven cost cards. That's never been done before. Let me think yeah. of big things I can do for seven dollars. But like, I mean we have we have things that cost more than seven. Now we have dominate that costs fourteen. Like <laughs> we we can do big numbers now. It's okay. <laughs> but yeah, I mean there's there's a big difference in the cost being seven and five. And like actually, I mean I I know it seems like the difference between Seven and five is two.
1: It's not two. It's so much more it's, than it's two. It's so <laughs> much
0: more than two. It's a ridiculous amount more than two. <laughs> and, and it's it's funny because, like, you can think about how costs in Dominion are, like, not linear. You can think of, like, the cost of a card as, like, you have to be at this point in the game in order to have access to this card. In order to get this yeah. card. You know, there are certain ways to break that, and obviously those have synergy with high-costing cards. But, like mine only costs five. You don't need any of that garbage. You, you, just, you just hit five. Like I, I've been hitting five since I was like a young child. Was, I've been hitting five for like 10 years, man. I can do it in my sleep.
1: I can do it on the first turn.
0: You know, when people... <laughs> it's true. <laughs> you know When people ask me for uh, strategy advice at tournaments I host, I can't give them actual strategy advice, right? That's not fair. So I tell them, you know, if you buy copper every turn, eventually... You're going to draw a hand of all copper. <laughs> and you know what that means? It means you're hitting five,
1: bro. Yeah, you can buy a mastermind for your copper. <laughs> it's real easy.
0: And, and yes, I will do that. Because, like, look at that guy on the art. Hello? Like, how can you say no? <laughs> yeah, but, but uh, you know, the fact that King's Court costs seven, it can be really difficult to have the deck that you want to put a King's Court in and then hit seven. Because, like, you know, once you're Kings Courting things that make you money, yeah, sure, it's easy to make seven, but like, how do you hit your first seven? You got to buy gold. I can't Kings Court mm-hmm. a gold. I don't know what to do with that man. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that was a tangent. So, like, yeah, they, we've we've sort of touched on these things, but like, yeah, there's I think there's two big differences between Mastermind and Kings Court, uh, and the first one is Mastermind is a duration, and um, the the first big difference that results from that is you can't play it every turn. So if you want that effect every turn, if you want to triple something every turn, you have to buy twice as many copies of the card. And you know we've we've talked about this. Yeah, Mastermind costs five. If I want two Masterminds, that costs me ten and two buys, and that's more than seven and one buy. Yeah, but like it's not like so many times I hit five <laughs> twice before I could even hope to hit seven. Yeah. So like you you. You say that Mastermind is a slower card, and the effect of Mastermind is definitely slower. But I can buy two Fibers, oh, yeah. I can play those two Fibers, and I can do that a lot sooner than I can buy a 7-cost card and play a 7-cost card a lot of the time.
1: It's slower once you have it, but it's faster in like the scope of the game.
0: Yeah, it can be. And Really, the exception is if there's some... like way to hit seven early on. Like, I don't know if there's Baron or something and you get lucky or, you know. I mean, there's, there's exceptions to everything, but barring something like that, yes, you're absolutely right. So, so the fact you need twice as many of these to get that effect, which is a great effect. I want it. I want it in my face. But, like, I need twice of these and there's only 10 in the pile. And let's be honest, if you, ask, if you have access to 10 masterminds, You can do whatever you want and win the game. So don't worry about it. (laughs) I really care about the case where I'm being contested on masterminds. I'm going to get maybe four to six of these and and the game would still be competitive. Yeah. And so, so what that means is you're going to, you're going to have less masterminds in your deck and you need twice as many of them. So that kind of explosiveness where I'm like a King's court, I play five King's courts and I triple like nine things on a turn. I can do that every Mm -hmm. turn. That's not something you have with mastermind, that kind of explosiveness, that kind of top end. It's not really something that's really there. Uh, so we care about what kind of things can you accomplish? Like what, what can you really, what kind of mileage can you really get out of having, you know, four or five or six masterminds in your deck? And, you know, let's say it's easy to talk about six masterminds because, um, You have six is kind of the perfect number for masterminds. It's the simplest case to think about. Yeah. And and you know, when you when you take away one or two, you know, it has some effects, but you just compare them to six and it's kind of easier to explain. So if you have six masterminds, you have two options. One, you can just play three masterminds at the end of turn A, you triple three things at the start of turn B, at the end of turn B, you triple your other three masterminds. And then you discard your first three from duration land. And and this is your thing. You're tripling three things at the start of every turn. Great. Uh, But you can actually do better. What you can do is you can play a mastermind on turn A. You can triple a mastermind on turn B and then, you know, maybe do some other stuff and then play a mastermind at the end of turn B. And now the end of turn, it's the start of turn C you can have four tripled actions, okay? And then yep. you, use, you use those to do some stuff and then make sure one of those triple things triples a mastermind and then play another mastermind. So what this means if you do it right is you've got two masterminds out to do your triple thing. You've got a third mastermind out to do just your single mastermind. So you've got three masterminds in duration land at the start of any given turn. You're tripling four things at the start of any given turn. And then you only have to draw and play two masterminds, one of them being tripled, for the start of your next turn. Right. So that's what you can do with six masterminds. You can triple four things at the start of your turn. Great. Um, if you are missing one of the masterminds, you have some options. If you know you're not going to like need to triple a whole bunch of stuff, like if I want to just maximize the things I'm going to triple at the start of next turn then yeah, like, you know, you can just go for it. Like, triple your masterminds now, or, like, just triple your stuff, and then single-play your masterminds. But, you know, you're not going to get four every turn. You can get four for two turns, and then you can get, like, three the next turn. And then you still can't exactly get up to four all of the time if you're not able to draw everything, and maybe your payload suffers a little bit, and you're probably putting provinces in your deck. And, you know, this gets a little bit worse when you get to four... To the point where I think tripling a mastermind is something I would only do if I wanted to, like, threaten to do a whole bunch of stuff next turn.
1: It's like you you want to be able to use, have one big turn with that, right? Sure. If you're building because, up for because, a mega yeah, turn. Yeah, then they're getting then, stuck in. Yeah, because then they're stuck in duration land.
0: Or if you want to, like, threaten to have a mega turn. So, hmm. like, oh, I've, he's got, this guy's got, like, four tripled actions at the start of his next turn. All his masterminds are out, or most of them. And, you know, he's got a remodel in his deck. It's dangerous. I need to think about how many provinces this guy can gain or, like, how many piles this guy can empty. And, you know, usually if your opponent can't win the game on that turn and and you're threatening to have a big turn, it's a very good position for you because they're going to have to do something about it. And um, sometimes something that something about it is, like, greening earlier than what they want or, like, like it can be really awkward for them. So it's you know it's a good thing to be able to do that, but
1: it sounds like a bluffing topic actually. <laughs> actually, well, yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, you really are threatening to end the game, and if they don't do something about it, it's like checking the king in chess. You know, you're threatening yeah. to win the game. Now, the game rules in chess require the opponent to do something about it. In Dominion, there's no game rule. <laughs> they don't do something mm-hmm. about it. you. Just go ahead and win the game. That's great.
1: Yeah, you just capture the king. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's super great. But uh you don't you can't really do that every turn unless you have enough mastermind to support it. So like yes, get lots of masterminds. It's a good card, okay. like once again with the hard hitting insight. But
1: <laughs> uh Welcome to <laughs> the top tier Dominion Strategy Analysis. I'm really good at this game. Buy good cards. Did you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um so so yeah, there's there's a little bit of a an implication about like oh well you know how many masterminds are staying out of my deck well I don't have to draw them if they're out of my deck but I can't play them if they're out of my deck and you know you, you do have to worry about this stuff with all kinds of orange cards and so if you um, you know I, I think some people would say like oh well orange cards miss shuffles right and you know I, I think this is something that we've talked about in the past yeah
1: so this is something I actually wanted to ask you about because it's something that I don't necessarily have enough skill at the game to know if like this is just me playing it wrong but I feel like early on I can kind of get set back if my mastermind misses a shuffle um, when I'm still trying to build up and get more masterminds in my deck maybe I play one of them uh, for some effect and then I reshuffle the deck and that I have to wait all the way to shuffle through again before I get to that mastermind again so so I felt like that makes the card a bit less consistent at times but I don't know maybe that's I'm playing it wrong somehow <laughs>
0: So, I mean, that, that is a concern. It's a concern with orange cards, obviously. And it's a concern with really good cards that you want to play them a lot. So, I mean, that's always something you can be concerned with. Uh, I will say there are many cards in Dominion that suffer from this a lot more than Mastermind does.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, meaning that when it misses a shuffle, it can be more devastating. I'm thinking about Junkers or Trashers, mm-hmm. you know, more more deck control, more cards that are specifically like, this is deck control, and if I don't see this card enough, then I, it may get in my way of actually getting control of my deck, and that effect can snowball. Okay. With Mastermind, you're a little better off uh, for a couple reasons. Uh, first of all, if you're putting Mastermind in a deck, it means you have enough actions, hopefully, if you're doing it right, it means you have enough actions in your deck that you are happy to triple something that you're going to draw. All right, so you have enough stuff in your deck that you're happy to triple that you're likely enough to draw one of them or more on you know, at any given starting hand. So if you're at that point, then either there's some trashing, or you're just going to shove a bunch of cards in your deck, or question mark. I, I mean, it seems like one of those things... It's going to be the case. If there's trashing, and I play my mastermind, and it misses a shuffle, but it hits a trasher or some other deck control card, I don't care. I'm just going to triple my trasher and have a thin deck. And then all of a sudden, yeah, the shuffle true. that it missed, while it missed that shuffle, is going to be much smaller. But I still have a halfway decent chance of being able to like draw my mastermind on the next turn or the turn after. And it's going to be i mean your odds are probably slightly worse cuz masterminds orange and you know it did miss a shuffle but you know you just tripled a trasher so it's it's hopefully not going to be that bad it's it's certainly better than like just ch- shoving more of that trasher in your deck cuz masterminds a more versatile card it can triple things other than your trasher once you want that so
1: yeah that makes that makes a lot of sense
0: yeah as far as making the card more or less consistent i mean any powerful card when you're ramping up the capabilities of your deck so quickly, it can lead to, you know, oh, well, I'm first player, so I managed to get five masterminds on a turn. I had eight, you have two. Sorry, that's just how it is. And it's because I was mm-hmm. first player. If you would have gone next, you would have gotten seven, I would have gotten three. Well, that's how it goes. You know, any powerful card can have those kind of effects. And, you know, that's that's just Dominion, man. <laughs> I mean, mastermind is powerful, so it makes the numbers bigger but uh, and you know maybe it changes the percentage of win rate you have at the time but like i mean that that kind of stuff is present in every game um mm-hmm. i i choose to try not to focus on that because it might make me go insane and hate the game so that's <laughs> that's my personal preference uh yeah so the uh, the i think the other big difference the fact that mastermind is a duration card is um what happens when you mastermind a mastermind Versus when you King's Court a King's Court. When you King's Court a King's Court, it gets real busted. You start doing some really, really crazy stuff. And, uh, you know, Mastermind is great, but, like, it's not quite as busted. And and that's because yeah. it's an orange card. Um, so I, um, I do these card ratings, and I, I give a card a rating from 0 to 10 of how powerful I think the card is. Now... Don't ask me what that means because it is completely subjective and doesn't have an actual definition. But like from 0 to 10, how powerful would you say King's Court and Mastermind are?
1: Well, now I feel like I'm going to be influenced by uh, your rankings <laughs> that I can see in our show notes. But uh, I, th- I, I would be inclined to give them both a 10. Mm-hmm. But that that's that's just because – I don't know. It, it doesn't feel – like there is a difference between them. I think King's Court is more powerful um, I don't know if it's enough to take both of them out of 10 land for me. Okay. Or, I mean, either of them. For, sorry, to take Mastermind specifically out of the 10 category for me.
0: Sure. So, I gave King's score to 10. I gave Mastermind a 9. And I just want to say, it seems like we completely agree.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's a lot of error in ratings. So, like, seems like we're mostly on the same page. They're both really stinking good.
1: Yeah. It's, it's hard to... Whenever you have, like, the top end... When you're the, at the top end of a, any kind of rating scale like this, it's hard to like give something a meaningful rating when it's just like everything up here is really good
0: (laughs) yeah i i think i think people scrutinize things at the top and they try and turn it into a ranking and i'm morally opposed to ranking cards i think Mm rating cards is something that's actually productive and ranking cards is like counterproductive but that's just my opinion and i'm weird but um you know i have I have little sentences that I wrote for most numbers on that scale. And, you know, there's, there's one that I wrote for 9 that I think kind of applies to Mastermind, even though it's really general, and one that I wrote for 10. Um, you know, I, for Mastermind, the card is almost never ignorable, usually plays a large role in the best decks that can be built. And for King's Court, for 10s, the card warps the strategic and or tactical landscape causing most games to revolve around it. Ignoring or misusing the card will almost always result in a clear loss. So like it's just I turned up the volume on nine. <laughs> it's just kind of <laughs> stronger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and there is a saying about Kings Court. It's a I've heard a lot of people say where there's Kings Court, there's a way. <laughs> <laughs> I've looked at some really janky kingdoms with like a lot of really really bad cards that don't even go together well, but then there's Kings Court, and all of a sudden I just. You can build decks that do all kinds of incredibly broken stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it might take a little while to get there because there's no support, like hardly at all, but it's King's Court, and that's usually the best deck you can build. So uh, you build it, and <laughs> it's King's mm-hmm. Court, right? Uh, so
1: that doesn't happen quite as much with Mastermind, maybe.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't say the same thing about Mastermind. Mastermind is really, really powerful. You probably want to put it in most decks, but like, it's it's not gonna by itself. It's not gonna take a kingdom that's like, oh well, this is garbage. These cards are all bad. They don't work well together. They're all terminal. Uh, and and turn it into, oh well, I guess I'm gonna get seven provinces in a turn. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, and and I think the, you know the big part of that is you don't have to wait a turn to triple your thing right like a turn is is basically forever in dominion it's it's so long especially when like your turns in games with mastermind or king's court so much is happening on every turn yeah
1: and, and there's actually a good chance that the game's going to end even sooner in, in a game with those so it definitely your, each will turn happen. is even more valuable
0: absolutely so like i i i think when you look at just the effects of the cards like the effect of king's court and the effect of mastermind uh, you know, just disregarding the cost, which matters a whole bunch. But if you just look at the effects, King's is much, much stronger than Mastermind. And, yeah. and so, even, even though Mastermind costs so much less than King's which we talked about already, it's still overall less powerful. So, like, once you take out the cost out of the equation, yeah, I mean, King's Court is just ridiculous, right? Uh, so. <laughs> You know, we've we've already gone on that tangent, but like the whole point of this is when I kings court a kings court, I'm doing super buses stuff like right now. But then when I mastermind a mastermind, I have to wait two turns to triple three thing. That's that's like so much more than one turn.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> like it's like double forever. <laughs> it's probably more than double forever. Like, turns, you know, we talk about how costs are not linear. Like, turns are definitely not linear.
1: <laughs> no, yeah. So, like,
0: masterminding a mastermind is, is frequently not worth doing because you have to wait to get that effect. I was talking about what you could do with six masterminds. There's a downside to tripling four things a turn versus tripling three things a turn because you can triple, you can get that online a turn sooner, right? You have to, mm-hmm. like punt away an entire tripled action to triple this mastermind and and you're not doing anything with it while your opponent is tripling a mastermind and maybe getting four provinces with it like it, it's if you're doing that kind of busted stuff yeah don't don't wait to get more value out <laughs> like just triple your things you don't have to triple a mastermind right? With King's Court, yeah, just triple your King's Court. Triple more actions. Like, it's very easy.
1: You don't lose anything. Yeah. Yeah, you don't lose any value by doing that. It's just just more stuff you you can do. You gain so
0: much more value. It is ridiculous. I King's Court a King's Court. Not only, like, is that an extra village effect. I get more actions. But, like, I'm tripling three things instead of King's Court a thing, King's Court a thing, tripling two things. I love tripling actions. It's, like, so much fun. Have you ever done it? So, like, yeah, those are the big differences. Like, yeah, Mastermind is orange, and it's less powerful than King Square, but it's like, still pretty stinking good. Yes. Um, there are some small differences, too. I think one of one of the interesting ones is, like, let's say there's no trashing, or, like, you're making a deck where maybe half or more of the cards are things you either can't Mastermind, like Treasures, or you don't want to Mastermind for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just... It doesn't really have that same wow factor when you mastermind it, like, I don't know, your, your Trasher or like your library where you triple it and it doesn't do anything additional, right? Right, yeah. uh, But you still want to kick off turns, right?
1: In, in this situation, mastermind is actually slightly better than King's Court, right? Is that is that the point you're getting at because you're looking at one more card?
0: Yes, it, it's at least slightly better, um, but there are, there are a lot of slightly betters here, and I think they add up. Right okay, so so one of the things yes you you talk about search space, right with with Kings court, I draw my Kings court at the start of my turn. I have four other cards, hopefully one of them is something I want to king. I hope so, if not, I'm sad and and trust me, I've been there. it sucks <laughs> there's there's actually a limerick that um that someone wrote about this situation. Do you want to hear it? Sure. oh, what am f- I
1: going to have to censor this <laughs> um
0: you can if you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a fun card is KC. How I love to play actions times three. So what do I draw? Two King's courts huzzah, and no other actions. <laughs> Me. <laughs> so, you know, you're looking at four cards. Hopefully you found something good, right? With Mastermind, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you draw it and you play it. And then at the start of your next turn, you're looking at five cards. That's this one more card and and all of the other synergies like duration draw affect these kind of equally. You're just looking at an extra card with Mastermind.
1: Yeah, when I first saw Mastermind, I th- this was one of the things I thought of immediately and I was like and this was before I really considered like how much of a downside it being a duration is in terms of, you know, how many you can play and stuff. Um, but when I first looked at it, I was like, "Wait, this is King's Court, but you hit with it more often." And it costs less. So when I first saw Mastermind, I was like, wow, this card is, like, obscenely overpowered. Uh, And now that I've played with it, it's like, oh, no, it's just, like, obscenely overpowered. But, like, (laughs) I don't emphasize the word obscenely. Uh
0: (laughs) Nice. (laughs) That's a really good way of putting it, though, because, like, you do hit with it more often. And it does cost less. And, And the thing is... When you're buying Fivers, your deck still has those ten, 10 starting cards in it. Those cards suck. I can't mastermind any yeah. of those, except for maybe Necropolis, but that's not even that great. So, like, if, I, if, if I'm buying a Fiver, my deck is at a point where it has more of these bad cards in it. I care more about the fact that my mastermind is more likely to hit, right? Because my deck just isn't fully under control yet. And, you know, by the time I'm hitting seven... Um, maybe I'm a little bit farther along, but maybe I'm not right. And so, you know, these, these are just minor points in favor of mastermind, but like, you don't, you really don't have to worry all that much. And and it's to the point where like, I have some terminal in my hand and I have a mastermind. What do I do? Do I play the terminal or do I play my mastermind? I don't know, man. Well, unless you know, through deck tracking that you have no more actions left in your draw pile that you want to mastermind. Just play the stinking mastermind. It's so good. It's it is an easy decision. I have five dollars, and there are like three things in my deck that I'm happy to mastermind. I know what I'm buying. It begins with an right. M yeah. and ends with an mastermind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so like you you care about you care about search space in terms of you know I'm looking at five cards instead of four, but it's it's actually more than that. The the search space argument. It's actually more than that in favor of Mastermind. Because a lot of the times, you're looking for a village and then a king's court, and then, like, a terminal thing you want to triple to, like, actually... your kiddof- right. So, like, a smithy or whatever. And sometimes... Right.
1: whereas, yeah, Mastermind's just, like, it is the second village for you because... Well, the the other village in some sense is your next turn. Like Yeah. Your next turn provides you the extra action. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's that's a good way of looking at it. Like sometimes, you know, sometimes I want King King Smithy, and that's fine, right? But like if I wanna if I wanna have a good turn, I play my mastermind one turn, and then I find I mastermind my Smithy the next turn. I only need to find one card in five, as opposed to I have four cards, and I need to find some village and also the thing that i want a king yeah and, and that is that is much much harder and and i think that one that one's actually a bigger point in favor of mastermind you know there there's the obvious exception that you know the first time you play a mastermind you are playing a card that does nothing and and that's the big exception that's the same thing with all orange cards right you, you got to get it started that takes a turn but the once you have that online you, know, you don't have to you don't have to pay the action and the card draw to draw and play your mastermind until the end of your turn. So like I, I have my masterminds, I triple my stuff, I draw my deck, I do cool things. And then, Oh, guess I'm going to play my masterminds now that I have like, you know, these actions left and I don't have to worry about like, well, I, I gotta, I gotta find my King's court early. It doesn't matter when I find those masterminds, as long as I have them, I can play them for next turn and I'm drawing my deck. Yeah, And, and that's, um, that's the benefit of most duration cards. That's why duration cards are pretty stinking good, and it's definitely worth it in a lot of cases. So, so yeah, I mean, overall, there's this situation, or just what we talked about. Like, It's just so much easier to kick off a turn, you know?
1: Yeah, and I think, I think that's something that uh, it's easy to underrate, and that will make it just, like, a lot more flexible of a card, I guess.
0: Yeah, I definitely think it's more flexible than King's Court in that regard. Because uh, the the duration is, is not all-downside, right? You get right, upsides yeah. for it being a duration card and having a powerful effect on the following turn. So uh, there's there's another topic, you know, small differences. Um, differences in, like, the way you might build your deck when you're going to use Masterminds uh, as opposed to King's Court because this thing costs five. And five, as we've talked about previously on this podcast, uh, is less than seven. Do you remember that?
1: Oh, it, it rings a bell.
0: Uh. <laughs> i'm just like maybe we have like a montage here of like us talking <laughs> um, okay. so yeah you, uh we we don't have to deal with the awkwardness of like hitting seven and and you know having an action dense deck with king's courts in it um mass mind yeah not a problem um i, I also want to say i i know i'm not like super experienced with card yet but you know um it stayed relatively the same during a lot of play testing and there's a guideline that I have when I'm playing with mastermind that hasn't really failed me yet, and that's like once you have like two or three things that you're happy to mastermind, you just start getting masterminds, and you know a lot of the times the thing you, you want to mastermind costs five. Uh, buy yeah. buy that first.
1: <laughs> don't you don't. You don't. You don't think you can buy Mastermind first? It's not, not not so important. Or, well, I guess if you buy Mastermind first, you're going to lose the race to get them eventually because you, you're going to stop drawing five <laughs> uh, five hands.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, if if I want Mastermind in my deck so I can triple some other fiver, uh, there's not much point in buying a Mastermind without the other fiver in my deck to triple. Yeah. The Mastermind <laughs> doesn't really do anything. Where if I I at least have the other fiver without a Mastermind in my life, I can at least play it right. So, you know, get. Get enough of those that you're comfortable like, oh, I'm going to find it and mastermind it right It's a little bit silly advice, but you know, I, a lot of, a lot of fibers that I would consider up picking up before masterminds are like, if it was the only trashing, I think that's the big example of this. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe some junkers, but you know, those, those are the kind of junkers that would make me wonder like, am I really going to go for masterminds in the first place? And it's nice because, like, you know, I can I can put the Junkers in my deck and see how things are going, and then, like, oh, I hit five again. Or I hit six again. Do I get a Mastermind? Do I think I can hit with the Mastermind? You can make that decision then. Now that you have more information.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: but, you know, a lot of times tripling cheap stuff can be better than playing Fivers. Um, so that's the idea is, like, you know, I triple my Steward. Well, I'm thinning my deck, and then, like, all of a sudden... I'm very, very quickly having turns where I can just like pick up two fivers, like every single turn, and get a mastermind out. And like, yeah, I want to get there because that's going to help me when the mastermind split. It's going to help me build my deck. So like, that's that's why you want masterminds early, <laughs> right?
1: Yeah. So like, if there's good enough threes and fours on the board that you opened with, then
0: yeah, then mastermind could be my first pick a mastermind five. right away. Yeah. yeah. And that that is definitely something that I do. A decent amount of time. It's, like, not a silly thing to do at all.
1: Yeah. Are there any, like, two cards that would uh, make you want to buy Mastermind on the very opening if you got a (laughs) 5-2?
0: I don't think so. So, like, the thing is, I really don't like opening with orange cards. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Mastermind's orange. And, man, you are just really hoping you draw that thing on turn three. And you draw your two costs on turn four. Which is already, like... think less than a 25% chance
1: Mm, mm -hmm.
0: and like you also want to triple the two costs which let's say that's amazing like how much better is it than just buying the fiber right away and playing it on turn three turn four i'm not i'm not gonna like go through a list and try and think of one i would be very surprised if there is one
1: yeah i I mean the thing is like the the classic like best two in the game in chapel is like (laughs) Yeah, I mean, triple that. You don't, that bad you don't need to triple that. <laughs> That's right, man.
0: Well, okay. So you could mastermind a smithy, okay, and then draw like a billion <laughs> cards, and then you want to triple that chapel, okay?
1: <laughs> get rid of all those cards. Get rid of everything in your deck.
0: Cards are really dumb. <laughs> I want them gone. <laughs> yes, get them
1: out of here. Yeah, you'll, you'll win the game with a mastermind, a smithy, and a chapel. <laughs> hmm. Pretty sure those <laughs> cards allow you to, you know, do something. Well, right? if there's,
0: there's advance, okay, and border village. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
1: All right, let's move on to section two here, which is bluffing with the mastermind card. Ooh, nice. Uh, so let's do that. Bluffing with the mastermind. Obviously, bluffing is a huge part of Dominion. Definitely. Um, very, is. very, like, relevant. Um, Something you always need to be thinking about. Uh-
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, you may be joking, but, like, it, they're actually... <laughs> it's not totally crazy. <laughs> uh, in a two-player game... Um, pretty pretty limited but um first of all in like games with more than two players uh, it, it definitely matters uh if you're if you're both your opponents go for the same thing and um contest each other on all the components and you do something else uh, a lot of times you're at a, a pretty decent advantage there so like if you yeah, can bluff that that thing is really good then <laughs> um you know both your opponents go for it and then you're doing a separate thing and and even though it might not be as good um, it's probably better than half of whatever they wanted to do. So, yeah. um, you know, there's there's always potential to bluff with any Dominion card um, when there's more than two players in the game. So um, the, the thing is, though, that most of the time Mastermind is going to be very good. So you, you probably don't want to say, oh, Mastermind is really great. Uh, the other guys are going to go for Total, it. I'm,
1: yeah, I'm totally going to trick them into putting masterminds in their deck. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> so, you, you probably want to go the opposite way. So, like, you could say, oh, uh, I'll try this card out. It doesn't look very good, but, like, yeah, I'm just <laughs> trying out all the cards. Guys. The art's
1: great, though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: but then, like, the first time you play it, be like, wait, I play this and nothing happens? This card sucks. And then, like, maybe they won't buy some masterminds after that. So just, you know, yeah, just you can, you
1: can delay them for a couple of turns and that should be enough for the win.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, as I always say, like you always want to be identifying things that you want to complain about as early as possible so that you can pre-complain and then you're ready to complain. You've got like that really snappy quip that sticks with them, you know, So <laughs> you, you always want to be thinking about that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the other, the other thing, uh, and this works for me really well so okay um, yeah i, want, I, I, want to I do it. bluff with the mastermind using this quite a lot so like every time i see this card on a board i am somewhat distracted by the fact that that's basically my face on a dominion card and even though i feel slightly vain buying them all up i could like maybe argue like dude this card is my face on it. it's my card i have to buy them all and don't touch it right <laughs> like, yeah if,
1: if you buy this like you're being very rude <laughs> <laughs> it's my card
0: you can have that card I want this one. <laughs> I'll even, like, tape a picture of your face of that one. Like, if that, if that doesn't sound fair, just go go get your face on a Dominion card. <laughs> like, how hard can it be, right? <laughs> if I got it, how hard is it, right? <laughs> uh, fun fact, uh, there are a number of Dominion cards uh, where the art intentionally depicts a real-life person. Like, Donald X gave the notes to the artist. Hey, hmm. here's a person. Make it look like them, but diving for a pearl, for example. That guy's oh, that's, that artist based on a real person. Yeah, interesting. Who did very early play testing, for example. Uh, a number of cards, like all of the knights, the knights are mm-hmm. based on real people. They they're actually named after them. Like their real names are used. Like Donald X's daughters are two of the female knights, and hmm. that's like an artist depiction. So like it happens a lot. Fortunately, um, the only one of them that I know of, other than uh, Mastermind, which is kind of I I won't. Other than Mastermind, the only one I know of that is is depicted on a card art in Dominion intentionally and is also like really good at Dominion is um, the guy from Captain, the Dominion card. He's really, really good. But fortunately for most people, he lives in Germany. Uh, So (laughs) if you want to win, just don't play him because he's probably not going to be fooled by your bluffing. Uh, but uh, or you, you, another idea you just get like a mask with my face on it and wear it while you play
1: is there anywhere I can buy a mask with your face on it
0: um I mean I can like send you pictures of myself and like you could <laughs> maybe go on like Etsy or something I don't know like there's gotta be some custom I,
1: I don't know I feel like there's a business opportunity here for you oh uh, million dollars yeah uh,
0: alright so I'm opening yeah. an Etsy shop uh, you can find <laughs> it just go to adamhorton.com I'll have a link ready to go <laughs> this is is all right i've
1: got one more i've got a bluffing idea for you let's hear it this one um i don't know maybe do this at like the very end of the tournament so they can't kick you out um so uh just like stack the mastermind pile like in a really nice like tight stack and try to convince your opponents to like stand up so that they see it from more of a top-down angle okay and um and you know just just kind of comment like oh uh there's only one mastermind well, left. The
0: pile's low. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, the pile's low, uh, and that way, hopefully, they won't buy it because they're afraid of the pile running out and you, you know, you, you winning the game um, by piling out. So they're just going to leave that one mastermind sitting there. And of course, it's actually like eight.
0: That's good. You could like if they're if they're sitting down, you could like skew it so that like from their perspective (laughs) that's good
1: yeah just just like bring with you like i don't know like a little rock or something that you can put under the pile so it kind of tilts toward them
0: oh that's also good you know what honestly like if someone did that at one of my tournaments i don't think i would (laughs) kick them out like that's anyone can pick up a (laughs) stack of cards and count them (laughs) like (laughs) like, you don't do that (laughs) yeah i wouldn't kick anyone out of a tournament for like bluffing about a card pile that's brilliant that is absolutely brilliant
1: (laughs) all right so uh, there you go that's bluffing with the mastermind uh (laughs) nice let let us know how it works out for you
0: i really want to hear about how it works leave a comment in the comments section
1: (laughs) um so let's let's move on to the final um section of the podcast here which is of course being the tournament moderator judge person Oh yeah, with Mastermind. <laughs>
0: yeah, so I mean, I, don't, I am frequently a moderator in Dominion. Uh, okay. Yeah. With Mastermind, uh, so like, I mean, I do I do it a lot. I, I host a lot of in person tournaments, uh, rip in peace because of COVID. But man, yeah. I can I really <laughs> hope I can have one this. Whew, I'm desperate for. I want to leave the house anyway. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, this is this is definitely something I do quite often, and you know, basically what I'm doing. Is as a moderator is I float around and and make sure people are happy, have what they need, and uh, answer rules questions that players can't resolve amongst themselves. And uh, if there's disagreement, I give a ruling. And then, you know, that's, that ruling is final. I assert my authority at the start of the tournament. It feels amazing. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, um, Mastermind is a duration card. Uh, There there definitely were changes made to the way duration cards uh, stay out in play. Uh, along with, like, the way throne rooms stayed out in play and duration cards, which, you know, really affected Mastermind. These changes were made around the time Empires was was released, and then Mastermind was made afterward. Um, And, you know, as as a moderator, I definitely need to know what to do with these weird rules situations. Um, So, you know, first of all, you you definitely want to know what's going on with, uh, you know, what stays out and, and all that stuff. Um, the, the current ruling, you know, the new rule, is you know, a throne room, if I throne room a duration card, that throne room stays out with a duration card uh, as long as that duration card is doing something. Uh, the exception to that is procession, but this isn't about procession, so I won't address that. <laughs> uh, but let's say you know, I, I mastermind a mastermind. I've, I've throned a duration card. As long as that second mastermind is doing something, it's going to stay out in duration land. So if I mastermind yet another mastermind, now every mastermind in that chain is staying out in play. So turn one, I play mastermind. Turn two, I mastermind mastermind number two. Turn three, one of those three triple actions, I use it on another mastermind. Turn four, I use one of those on another mastermind. Now I've got four masterminds stuck in duration land, if I've done it this way. That's a lot of masterminds. Uh, pro tip, you, you probably don't want that many out in play because it's a good card <laughs> and I want it in my deck so I can play it. Uh, but, but anyway, that's, that's how the rules work. So, uh, for example, you know, I, I had, um, talked about the way you organize those masterminds, uh, earlier in the podcast when, oh, you have six of these and you got to do it this way. Otherwise it stays out. Right. Uh, so, so you gotta, you gotta know what's going on there. Uh, here's a little gotcha. Uh, if you are playing online. The current client actually doesn't allow you to differentiate between those masterminds that you haven't played. So if I if I have a tripled mastermind out and then a single one, I can triple four things at the start of my turn, but it doesn't let me choose which one goes first. So I can't use the tripled mastermind to draw my deck and then the single mastermind to mastermind the mastermind that I draw for next turn. Yeah. I can't necessarily do that. I don't have the choice to do that. Even though, in real life, and by the game rules, you you definitely have that option. So if you're playing with physical cards, you know, make sure, oh, I'm going to use my tripled mastermind, so that those can get discarded, they're not stuck in duration land. Uh, And, you know, if if I'm a a moderator, and I'm coming up on a a table where one guy's like, this guy, he didn't say he was using the tripled mastermind. I, I mean... I'm going to do something, I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to do what was favorable and generally good strategy. But, like, if he said, I'm going to use a triple mastermind, to triple another mastermind, well, then, yeah, i got to enforce the rules, right? So, it's it's good to know right. that <laughs> what the rules are and then, like, how they apply to mastermind, which is a duration and a throne room card. A little weird.
1: <laughs> yeah, like the two hardest things to know what they do, right? <laughs> yeah, and then
0: the two things that they change the ruling on. <laughs> yeah (laughs) Uh, but yeah that's uh that's the biggest thing in in my mind like if you're playing with physical cards and like you just do it wrong and you discard some masterminds like okay fine I'm just playing board games like don't jump down Mm -hmm. my throat for not discarding a card but like you know if I'm playing a tournament for money which happens around me sometimes you know as a moderator that's something you definitely care about knowing the the ins and outs of those rules and you know, that's why they pay me the big bucks, because I have the Rules <laughs> of Dominion memorized, apparently. And I <laughs> definitely make money from these tournaments.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't make money from these I pay money to... Yeah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, well, was there anything else you wanted to say about Mastermind before we wrap up here? God,
0: the guy on that art is so attractive. Like, I need to... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna stare at that picture a little bit before I go to sleep tonight. Let me tell you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Well, I'm I'm glad I uh, reminded you of it. So uh,
0: <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad you have. reminded me of it too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the uh, Cult of Dominion podcast, <laughs> which is, of course, the title of the show. Nice. And always has been. Um... <laughs>
0: I'm happy to do it, man. Uh, anything that gets me talking to another human being, uh, an adult. <laughs> oh man been a year hasn't it
1: (laughs) yeah well hopefully we'll be able to get back to playing this game and you know possibly other games that you know you might have heard of like blood on the clock tower in person as well that game Um, sounds like fun what's that about (laughs) i i'm not sure you know i've heard of it i've never played it before um sweet (laughs) (laughs) all right well thank you so much and uh to my listeners you can hear episodes of this show every other monday typically Uh, although actually wait is this being released on a monday hold on (laughs) i think i think it's a wednesday i'm not sure Uh,
0: counting is uh, really
1: hard thursday that's weird (laughs) anyway uh thanks for listening everyone and you'll hear from me at some point i don't know want to do the math on when the next episode will be but it'll be at some point and you can hear from adam uh in the backlog of making luck for the most part right now and eventually hopefully in the future
0: something like that i really hope i live that long all right (laughs) smell you later all right talk to you later adam